Welcome. Thank you for joining us here on the Construction Leaders Podcast presented by CMA, where each episode will provide interviews with diverse perspectives, as well as trends that are affecting construction and project management industry and beyond. You'll hear us cover a variety of topics such as the economy, ethics, leadership, innovation, diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as lessons learned. On behalf of CMA, I'm your host, Nick Soto, alongside my colleague, Carly Trout. Welcome to episode six. Since this is a leader's podcast, let's talk a little bit about leadership. What defines good leadership? Some people just are born leaders, and some people want to be great leaders. And some people think that they are great leaders, but not so much. People don't simply become great leaders overnight. Even for those who have natural leadership qualities, leadership skills must be developed. Regardless of where you are or the journey that you're on to become a leader, you won't have to look far to find somebody who's willing to provide leadership training. And leadership training can teach you skills that you need to effectively lead and include the often tricky skills to guide, persuade, or influence people. Investing in leadership training can help improve your performance and the performance of those around you by widening the thinking and the abilities in innovative and creative ways. On this episode of the podcast, we've invited our good friend, Brent Darnell, president of BDI, to discuss why many organizations and companies are investing in leadership training and why it's essential for your professional and your personal growth. Brent's passion is to transform the construction industry into one that is more collaborative, more relationship-driven, and more fun. The impact of Brent's unique leadership program spans the globe to five continents, 20 countries, over 200 companies, and thousands of people working in the construction industry. He has also partnered with construction organizations such as CMAA, AGC, and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So welcome to the podcast, Brent, and I see you have brought along your partner in crime. So why don't you take a moment to introduce her? Yes. Thanks, Carly, and thanks, Nick. I have with me my wife, my business partner, my life partner, Andrea Robbins. She is amazing. She's uh, 35 years as a chiropractor, board-certified naturopath, and she speaks all over the world, as I have done. She's a published author, and she's what really makes these, these leadership programs work as well as they do work, because we talk about performance, and she is the guru of establishing really high levels of physical, mental, and emotional performance, and a lot of the content in the online courses is directly from Andrea. So Andrea, would you like to say something? (laughs) No, thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. Great. Well, we're very excited to talk to you both. Brent, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you started working in construction and sort of the evolution to what you're doing today? Right. I grew up in the construction business. So all of this stuff is related to construction. All of the leadership is applicable strictly to construction. I grew up in the business, worked in it for 20 years. I'm a mechanical engineer by education and started as an MEP coordinator and worked my way up through that management chain. And then about 20 years ago, started my own business because I saw a really huge need out there of these people skills and emotional intelligence for the construction leaders. And I always noticed that the very best of the the leaders were the ones that had those great skills. So the question was, could we, can we, teach those things? Can people learn them and apply them? And the answer is absolutely, yes, they can. So that's what started this whole thing 20 years ago. And then the online courses that we have through CMAA, if you've ever seen me speak or teach, you know, I have a very interactive style. 
And Carly and, and CMA has managed to really put that interactive kind of style in an online format, which is really a cool thing. So you have a, a bunch of different types of online courses with CMA right now in our leadership library. And I, I got to be honest, I love them. I've seen a bunch of them uh, uh, multiple times. I've heard you speak multiple times. It's been great. So whatever Andrea is doing to coach you is doing really good job. <laughs> but why emotional intelligence? Hmm, interesting. Well, I was working for Skanska at the time, and we were doing these leadership programs, and we needed a different leadership model because we had done things like Myers-Briggs and DISC and some of those other personality tests, and we hadn't done emotional intelligence. And it turns out to be a really good fit for the industry because you get a graph with a number, <laughs> and the, the technical people love numbers, and so they'll score may, maybe a little bit lower than the mean below 100 on empathy or assertiveness, and, and they'll say, okay, that's what I want to work on. And they can improve it and take the test a year later and see if something has changed. So it really lends itself to the industry. Also, unlike personality tests, which are static, they you don't change personality throughout your lifetime. You can change emotional intelligence dramatically. So you can learn these skills and shift your profile and change your behavior. Yeah, that makes total sense. And tell us a little bit about the, the physical aspect that you mentioned, you know, how do you tie that together? So you have the emotional, the mental, the physical, just it's sort of like an overall well-being, right? And how do you tie all those things together? Well, I'll talk to that. This partnership between Brent and I started, we, we like to say it all started with somebody on the phone saying, I've got a guy. So Brent would get a call and they would say, I've got a guy. He's a really good superintendent, but he's pissing people off. He needs help. You've got to work with him. And then Brent would come to me and say, I've got a guy, but I'm not getting results with him. Or I would have a patient and I would come to him and I would say, I've got a guy or I've got a gal and I'm not getting results. And one or the other of us would say, oh, I'll bet I know what's going on. So he would have an emotional profile and be stuck. And I'd say, oh, I'll bet they have blood sugar problems or their liver's congested. By the same token, I'd have somebody overweight that couldn't lose weight and they were doing everything right physically. And he would say, oh, I'll bet they're a self-sacrificer and they have really high empathy and they put other people before them. And that's what got us looking at the two together. And when we first started these, I was so afraid that I wouldn't get results because my patients came to me and paid me. And in this, a company's sending them. And I said, oh, I don't know. What if they don't, what if nobody gets better? And Brent said, if you can show construction people something that works, they're the most disciplined, motivated people. They'll do it and they'll get results. And you know, in all the years of practicing and clinical practice and the years of working with Brent doing this, I get better results with the construction people across the board than anybody I've ever worked with. That's absolutely true. And also it, it was an it was sort of an outgrowth of what the folks in these programs told us they needed. So when we would say you can work on anything during this year-long process together, many of them, many of the middle-aged men would choose, I want to be healthier. I want to eat better. I want to start exercising. I want to manage my stress better. So we created this to fulfill a need that they were telling us they had. So it just morphed into this, 
peak levels of mental, physical, and emotional performance. And with Andrea's work and my work combined, that's when the results just went exponential and people started changing their lives. And they became better leaders, but they also became better human beings and they were better at home and they were better in every aspect of their lives. And they are healthier and happier and that leads to longevity. And you know, with the mental health crisis that we're experiencing, this really dovetails right into that too, about mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Now, I, I'm here to say that we had on our previous podcast on episode two and three, we had our Emerging Leaders program, which you spoke to a few months ago on presenting with power. And that's one of your online programs. So we've seen in person what you say in that online course is 10% louder. We saw them physically do that on uh, the training that you gave them. And then we saw them on stage at uh, Focus 22 presenting that and on this podcast uh, doing that. But how do we know that the people that are taking the courses are really understanding the information that you're providing and applying that learning that you're teaching them? That is a great question. And it's one I've asked continuously with online learning. And that's where CMAA has managed to really change that game because we have not only a quiz that you can take to, you know, are you getting the main points? But also we have at the end of every course, a whole series of quests that you go on to apply the learning, right? And we can provide those quest lists to managers if companies are saying, we wanna put a bunch of people through this, they can follow up with every individual and say, what quest did you go on and how did you apply the learning and, and what's changed so that we can ensure that there's some follow-up and we can ensure that they're actually understanding the concepts and then applying the information in a meaningful way. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, the Construction Manager Certification Institute. Today's ANSI accredited certified construction manager brings professionalism to the project and provides leadership by unifying architects, general contractors, engineers, and facility managers to successfully complete the project. The CCM is familiar with the latest techniques and technologies of construction, from prefabrication to building information modeling. He or she thoroughly understands sustainable design and construction, how projects are financed, and how risks can be minimized and effectively shared. The certified construction manager is a communicator, a facilitator, a problem solver, a professional leader. Certified construction managers have the proven knowledge and experience to deliver all these values for every project. Make the CCM part of your strategy for success. For more information on the Certified Construction Manager, please visit cmcertification.org. Brent, I'm curious, um, how did you select the topics for the leadership courses? It's such a broad topic and there's so much to cover, so it could be overwhelming. So how did, how did you sort of narrow it down and decide this is what people really need, the core of what people really need to be a good leader? Right. Well, the, the first part was the physical performance and the whole well-being and wellness, which Andrea really created some wonderful content that allows people to create those changes. And then we just listen to our companies and our, our participants and say, what's important to you? And a lot of them said, you know, we don't present well. And so we added the presenting with power and influence. And then we, we address industry issues, like we have a diversity and inclusion and equity and belonging course. So we've addressed that as a real, real industry issue that we're trying to make sure that we address the things that are important to our companies and to our industry. We have a workforce development course. How do you attract and retain the best people? And then we've created a, something called primal safety, which uses the emotional side of safety. 
and lifestyle choices to make a safer workplace and get people to work safer naturally by looking out for each other. And then we have all the things that we struggle with as an industry, communication skills, presentation skills, relationship skills, stress management, time management. It's amazing to me that we can, we're so good at scheduling projects, but we aren't very good at managing our own time. So time management using lean principles, that's something that we created specifically for the industry. Uh, and again, Andrea is much better at time management than I am. So she contributed a lot to that session. And almost all of the stress management and peak performance stuff is her work. So there's a lot of different leadership courses out there, lots of different kinds of training. What makes this special, in my opinion, is that this is geared to construction. But people learn in all types of different ways. So, you know, there's online learning, there's in-person learning, but most of that online learning, you know, give or take, for especially when it comes to leadership is not very good. So what makes your courses different and better? I'll speak to that. Brent is the master at this experiential learning. Even before we were online as much as we are, and we were doing live programs, he really incorporates an experience and I relate it to everybody has heard the statement, you know, once you learn to ride a bike, you never forget. You have that skill forever. And learning to ride a bike takes in all of your senses, movement, sight, smell, hearing, maybe not taste. You experience the wind in your hair. You feel the feeling of balance or the feeling of falling. So it becomes an entire experience that's in your body. You can't just take live learning and videotape it because there's an energy exchange when you're live. Online learning needs to be more experiential than any other kind of learning. And there are exercises. A simple example is holding both arms out in front and allowing one arm to take a rest, but keeping the other one strong and tight and then bringing the second arm up after a rest. The feeling as a person experiences this physical change in a moment of rest compared to never resting, it stays in their body and it stays in their mind. They learn it through that physical experience. And there are dozens of those throughout each module. So they don't just see Brent or I on, on a camera talking in front of a whiteboard or listen to our words without experiencing it. That's what makes the difference. Yeah, and just to build on that, we use storytelling. We use something called applied improvisation. So there's improv exercises that are applied to learning and leadership. And then CMAA has been a great partner because Carly is awesome. She's created some gamification. We use a lot of thought exercises. We build in accountability with accountability partners so that you can go to your accountability partners and share what you've learned or discuss something that you've come up with during the online course that, you, that you've experienced. So you can, there's tons of ways that reinforces that learning and, and makes it part of who you are and not just information that's never applied. Okay, and now I, I've got a follow-up to this because I saw it again with the Emerging Leaders Program. You take people out of their comfort zone. How is it, how is it that you can break 
people out of that comfort zone because a lot of people don't want to necessarily be 10 percent louder <laughs> and that takes a lot of effort and that you know i think that's one of the key things that separates you from some of these other people so well the first thing is they trust me because i'm one of them i'm a construction i always tell people number one i am a construction guy grew up in the business love the people love the business so i get that immediate sort of connection and trust and then it's about gently nudging them and having some great exercises that that allow them to be comfortable enough to be able to, to break out of that. And you saw it with this group. I mean, you saw what they did when we worked on it. And oh, then yeah. you saw what they did when they presented live. It was drastically different. And we spent, we spent an hour together. I mean, I can see differences in people from presentation skills in minutes. Once they see what they need to do and apply it in a meaningful way, their presentations automatically get better. Uh, and, and think about that with online learning. There's there's zero risk, right? You're not going to look funny in some in front of somebody else or your peer or your boss. You can practice on your own online to get better and better, no matter what the topic is. But again, this is a podcast, so we don't do videos. So I am not afraid to look funny either way. <laughs> 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 well, I always say I have a great face for audio, so it's, it's good to have. Brent and Andrea, since you've been doing this leadership program now for over 20 years, I'm curious if you are starting to see that shift happen. You know, I'm sure when you started, you know, you're, you're presenting on emotional intelligence. I'm sure you got some eye rolls and some different reactions, but I mean, have you seen that? that shift a little bit specifically in the construction industry and people are starting to understand the real value of it and how, how they need that people side of the business and those leadership skills? Yes, it's changed a lot in the 20 years that we've been doing this. When Brent first told me that he was going to teach emotional intelligence to the construction industry, I think I said something <laughs> like, oh, oh, they'll really appreciate that. <laughs> and when we and when mostly he was doing it at that time, when he introduced it, people were really resistant. Either they didn't know anything about it and or they were very, almost violently resistant to that nonsense. Over the years, it's changed to where they're asking for it. They know they need it. Emotional intelligence is more common in our language and people have heard about it. They're willing to look at it because they see the need. And the same with the physical. When I first started teaching about nutrition, it was on such a basic level. People just didn't have knowledge. And now they're so educated and advanced that they're asking for more. Same thing like the emotional intelligence. They're asking for it. Yeah, and think about how the industry's changed. You know, we've got integrated project delivery and design build and can see them at risk and all of these more collaborative project delivery methods, even lean is a highly collaborative process. So it is a different set of skills and people are realizing it's a different set of skills. So they're, they're like Andrea said, they're asking for it now. How do we get our people better with all this people stuff and human connection stuff? Cause that's what, I mean, there's so much data out there now from CII and Penn State that relationships on a project drive project results. And it's proven with some pretty good solid research. So those are the skills we need. That's the skills that people will learn when they take these online courses through CMAA. Do you think that the younger generations have something to do with that? You know, do you, do you see them as coming to the courses from a different lens? 
I do. I think they're they're driving part of this. They're demanding things like better life balance, and they're demanding employers to pay attention to them as human beings and 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 create a work environment that's fun and engaging. And inter- I mean, they can interact with other people, but also they can have that home life and and work from home some. And they are the ones that are starting to shift from that old school thinking of command and control. They, they are naturally more collaborative. They grew up with more collaboration. So I think they're really good at it. And so I think they're driving this and they want those skills to be the best they can be. I always tell the younger people, if you want to pay off your student loans really quickly and move up extremely fast, this is the secret sauce. This These people skills, emotional intelligence, that's what's going to get you there as quick as possible. Is there a difference between training the different generations of folks uh, when you have somebody who feels like they don't need leadership training because they're toward the end of their career versus <laughs> somebody who's starting their career? Well, it, it's funny. We've worked with people that were nearing their retirement age, and we just say, let's talk about retirement. You know, what does that look like? Do you have social networks? Do you have a hobby? So we talk to them and sort of meet them wherever they are and, and decide what do they need rather than try to foist something upon them that they may say, I really don't need this. So we, we just tell you, what do you want to work on? What do you want to do with this course? But also there's subtle shifts. Like I'm working with a group of painting superintendents right now. <laughs> so we cover a lot of the same topics, but we cover it in a different way that they can relate to better. It's good to hear that this is not out of the box, that you can kind of customize this to to the audience that you're in. And I think that's very important because a lot of people are reluctant to do this kind of training because there's so many types and so many people have been forced to take these kinds of things. But what I understand is that your wife is actually working on a, a new course that she's developed that is geared towards women. Uh, Andrea, you want to give us some insight on what's going on with that course and maybe what to ex- we can expect to that and maybe when we might be able to expect that. <laughs> <laughs> the course is actually done. It's It was designed from the work in the construction industry and working with women in that industry. And then... I developed it to a generic course. So it's just putting it back to the construction people that it came from originally. But women as a rule in any workforce, you know, in any industry have a difficult time because they're raised mostly to be sweet and good girls. And then they get into any industry and they have to be assertive and they have to be dominant. And then oftentimes they're called names for being that. But in the construction industry, they have it even harder because it is so extremely male dominated, so alpha dominated that they get trampled or they get called that unflattering name if they're tough and strong. So the course is designed to help them navigate that, to learn to find their strength and use it and work through this kind of landmine of an industry that isn't initially supportive to them. It's really a great course. I I can't wait to get it up on CMAA's uh, offerings because I think women struggle with that balance between assertiveness and empathy all the time in this industry. And this helps them navigate that. Andrea has done an amazing job. She speaks from experience. And I think that the, the whole journey of that 
course specifically for women in this industry is going to be awesome. And I can't wait to get it up and running. I'm excited too. I can't wait to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So since we're talking about women in the industry, I mean, let's look at it from a different diversity lens. And I know you've worked all over the country and done this program in 20 different countries, which is, which is really impressive. Have you noticed a difference across those countries, how people are, are perceiving the course, what they think about leadership and emotional intelligence in general? There's a huge, you have to really take into account cultural differences. And that, I mean, there's different cultural things in the U.S. that we have to, West Coast versus, you know, New York and Chicago versus the Southeast. There are subtle cultural differences, but I'm doing a program now with a multinational that's all over the globe. And we're talking about women and people who lead women and the whole diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging aspect. and we're, we're having to discuss those cultural differences because in, in the Middle East or in Asia, sometimes the, the treatment of women is dictated by the cultural norms. And we have to really be cognizant of that and, and really, you know, not force them into a Western or U.S. model for how we treat women. So we have to be really a, a, a cognizant and, and it, it starts some great discussions. It's just about what are the differences? Let's honor those differences that's what the whole thing in the equity and inclusion and diversity course is everybody's story matters. Everybody's experience is valid and we have to honor everyone's experience and, and figure out our best way forward through the sharing of those experiences and stories. Well, Brent, I think we're, we're coming close to the end here. I just want to ask for you and Andrea, we know that her course is uh, uh, getting ready to launch here uh, and uh, with CMAA, but anything else on the horizon for you? Anything else you see coming down the pipeline? Well, I think I'm going to partner with a, a woman named Sally Spencer Thomas, and we're going to, I'm going to help her to create or, or really take her information and her intellectual capital there and put it in an online format. But that's going to be on mental health, mental health and well-being. So I think that's coming down the pike. And I've, I've got some other things maybe that we can add later, things about generational stuff. And also maybe some high-performing team stuff that that's, people are asking for and saying, how do we create high-performing teams on every project? Yeah, it's a well, that's coming. And then I, I can't wait to see this woman's leadership program. I, I, I'm very excited about that as well. Yeah, and we're excited that you're actually going to do the leadership library course in person at uh, the National Conference for CMA as well. So we're looking forward to that. Andrea Brent, thank you for spending some time with us today, and we look forward to your upcoming leadership courses. For more information on Brent and Andrea and their courses, you can visit brentdarnell.com or visit CMA's website and look up upcoming courses in the leadership library. Coming up on episode seven, we have CMA's president and CEO, Andrea Rutledge, along with CDM Smith's Brian McCarthy, the chair of CMA's board of directors, to talk about the new strategic framework in the organization has been working on over the past few months and the impact it might have on the future of the industry. Make sure you download or subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at CMAA underscore HQ. On behalf of CMAA, I'm Nick Soda with Carly Trout. Thank you for listening.